Numbers chapter 10. I'm going to share with you a verse, and then we are going to look closely at this one verse. This morning, we kick-started a new series that we will be studying over the next several weeks. In fact, all through October, all through November, the Lord willing, we will be looking at this great series. It's entitled The Invitation. Aren't you thankful that God loves us so much that he invites us to come to him? And we will be looking at the invitations offered by God, offered by Jesus, and also offered by people of God, men of God, throughout the scripture. Numbers chapter 10 and verse number 29. Now Moses said to Hobab, the son of Ruel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. We are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well. For the Lord has promised good things. Somebody say good things. The Lord has promised good things to Israel. Father, we now bow our heads. We are so excited about the lives that have been changed and those who have made a decision to follow you and now they've been baptized, symbolizing their new life in you. I pray now, God, that as we open your word, as we read your word, as we hear your word, and as we study your word, I ask that you change us again. Transform us into your image. We give you praise for this as we pray it in Jesus' powerful name. Come on and say amen. Here is an invitation found in the beginning books. We looked at the very first invitation this morning. It was an invitation from God himself to Noah to come into the ark. This invitation offered security. This invitation offered safety. This invitation offered survival. But the invitation that we look at tonight is not from God, but it is from a man of God. How many remember Moses from your Sunday school days? Moses is the one that God met with in the desert place and spoke to him through a burning bush. The bush was on fire, yet it wasn't consumed. You remember this? This is an invitation from Moses, an invitation to a member of his family, in fact, Hobab. An invitation to go to a better place, a promised place. I believe this is a fitting invitation for the church to extend to those that are in our life today because we're going to a better place. We're going to a promised place, aren't we, church? He said, come with us and we'll treat you right. Come with us and leave the place you're in now and follow us, travel with us to a better place, to a promised place. And I believe that tonight, if you'll just give me a few minutes of your time, you'll be able to extend this invitation to those in your family, those in your world, those perhaps that you work with, 
that you live close to because I believe everybody needs to hear this invitation. Come with us. We're going to a better place. We're going to a promised place. And we'll treat you right if you just come with us. If you're taking notes, jot down a few things that I found interesting. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was who gave this invitation? I thought it was interesting who gave this invitation. It wasn't God, but it was one of God's chosen servants. It was one of God's men, if you will, that he had anointed and appointed. This invitation was to those who were journeying, 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 excuse me. They were on a journey. I feel like Moses. God, I can't even talk. You somebody else. Hmm. They were traveling <laughs> to a better place. Somebody say better place. Come on, somebody say promised place. Who gave this invitation? Those who already had a promise from God and they were headed to a better place. A place that God had promised them. You see, Israel had been delivered from slavery. They were held captive as slaves in the land of Egypt. But God said, I've seen your plight. I've seen your misery. I've seen your suffering. And now is the time for you to be delivered. Now is the time for you to go to a better place. Now is the time for you to go to a promised place. Ah. Aren't you glad that God looks down and sees our plight? He sees our misery. He sees our suffering. And at some point, God says, enough is enough. And everything turns for us. Everything shifts for us. And God begins to lead us out to a better place, to a promised place. Now God's chosen people, the children of Israel, they're headed for the promised land. We used to sing a song growing up called, I'm bound for the promised land. How many remember, I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. It would be lifted up and it would fill the, the little sanctuary where I grew up in West Terre Haute. I'm bound for the promised land, we would say. This was their song. This was their motto. Bound for the promised land. Well, let me tell you something, church. We too are bound for a better place. We too are bound for a promised place. We're bound for the promised land. No longer held captive by the enemy. No, no longer slaves to sin. We have been delivered and we have been set free. And now we're headed to a better place. Hallelujah. Now we're headed to a promised place. Amen. Anybody know where I'm talking about? I'm not talking about Canaan right now. But there is a type of Canaan that we are headed to. The children of Israel were actually headed to an actual place. It was called Canaan. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a land that was fruitful. We're not headed for Canaan, but we're headed for a place that's even better than Canaan. We're headed for a place called heaven. And this place called heaven is beyond description. It's a place where the streets are made of gold. It's a place where there's eight gates, each one of them made out of a single pearl. Can you imagine the oyster that produced the pearls? <laughs> a place with jasper walls and a crystal sea. A place without pain and no fear and no death. The place that I speak of 
the better place that I talk of tonight, the promised place that I preach of tonight is the place called heaven. Does anybody want to go? Has anybody made your reservations to go? Hallelujah. John 14 and verses 1 through 3 say, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I'm talking to somebody tonight about a place called heaven. Hallelujah. promised land that we read of in numbers right here this was a gift from God to his people because he loved them he said I've seen your plight now I'm going to take you to a better place and I'm going to give you a gift of a promised place this was their gift from God the place which the Lord said, I will give it to you. This was the future possession of the former slaves. So it is with us tonight, those who have made their decision to follow Christ. We have a place that has been promised by God, and this place called heaven is a gift. He has prepared a place for us. It is the gift that God gives us. John 14, 2, I'll just highlight one more little piece of what I've already read. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. They were former slaves in Egypt, now delivered and set free and bound for the promised land. We were former slaves to sin, now set free and citizens of heaven. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm not making any permanent plans here on earth. I believe in a place that is promised. I believe in a place that is better than here. I believe in heaven. The gift of eternal life. When you accept Jesus as Lord, and ask Him into your heart and make a decision to follow Him, God gives a gift. It's called eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have what? Come on, everybody, say it out loud. Have what? Everlasting life is a precious gift that is offered by God for accepting His plan, Jesus Christ, His only Son. And when we accept this plan, we get the gift of everlasting life, and included in the gift of everlasting life is the gift of heaven. It's a gift within the gift. We get to live forever in a place called heaven. I read this scripture and quoted it this morning, but I'll read more of it tonight. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. That's all I read this morning. Let me finish this for you. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. 
I just thought it was interesting who gave this invitation. I also thought it was interesting who got this invitation. Who received this invitation? This invitation was given to a person that Moses knew well. It was given to a person that Moses cared for. I'll even say it like this. I believe this invitation was given to someone that Moses loved. He was part of the family. He only wanted the best for this individual. And he knew that by offering this gift and this invitation to him, things would get better for his family member. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang on a minute. Moses wanted his family member to share in the blessings that were ahead for him. He didn't want to be the only one going to this promised place and to this better place. He's looking around where he is right now to see how many people he could take with him to the promised place and to the better place. Moses had a plan in mind. He even had an idea of what this family member might do on their way in journeying, there I said it that time, to this better place. As they traveled along to Canaan, he said, if you've got your Bible open, he said in verse number 31 of Numbers chapter 10, so Moses said, please do not leave inasmuch as, as you know how we are to camp in the wilderness. And here's your job. You can be our eyes. You see, church, I believe that we've got to be working while we're heading to the promised place. We don't just wait until we get there and hope somebody's going to carry us along the way. We've got to be working as we're heading to the promised place. And even those that we take along with us, I believe we ought to get them working and get them busy in, in the work uh, of the kingdom. Amen? Amen? This invitation was given to one who was going to be helped if he accepted the invitation. Because, see, this is the thing about an invitation. Just because you receive an invitation, does that, not, that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to go to the party, does it? You ever heard of RSVP? That just means you need to tell the person who sent you the invitation if you're going to come or not. Just because Moses offered this invitation to a family member did not mean that he was necessarily going to go with him. He had a decision to make. He had a choice. But Moses knew by offering this invitation, if he accepted, he was going to be helped. Come with us, the scripture tells us, our text tells us tonight, and we will treat you well. Come with us and we will treat you right. Here was an honest desire to do good to another person. How many believe that God cares about every person that you meet? I want to see your hand if you think that God cares about the people that you come in contact with and the people that you meet. I believe he does. I wonder if we could say, if you come with me where I'm heading, I'll treat you right. You see, Moses didn't say, come with us and God will treat you right. And we believe that that will happen. Come with us, God will treat you right. But how about come with us and we'll treat you right? Oh, can I preach this right here? Y'all care if I preach this right here? Because I think too many times we don't, we don't really treat people right as believers and as followers of Christ. I know nobody really wants to hear that tonight. 
but it's the truth. There's so many people, they don't want to have anything to do with church. They don't want to have anything to do with God. Because the people who are Christian, come on, give me some air quotes, everybody. Christian, see? They don't act like Christ. Christian is Christ-like. That's what it means. We call ourselves Christians, and too many times, maybe this is better preached in the Methodist church down the road, but I'm going to preach it here tonight because I'm here and you're here. But we don't act like Christ. And we don't, we don't treat people right like Christ. Moses said, come with us, and we'll treat you right. We'll treat you well. We'll be kind to you. We will help you. We will lift you up when you fall. We will pray for you when you have needs. We will minister to you when you're down and out. We'll share our belongings with you and we'll share what we have with you. We will treat you right. We will treat you well. This may be the only thing that God even speaks to somebody tonight. If it is, hear it. Take it to your heart and receive it. I know you want people going to this better place with you. I can't imagine you not wanting somebody to go with you. But as we're journeying there, as we're traveling from here to eternity, from earth to eternity, can we say, if you come with me, we'll treat you right. I'll treat you right. I believe that would be attractive to people. I think they're, I just like hanging out with them. Because every time I hang out with them, seems like they take care of me. Seems like they treat me right. They're always encouraging me. They're always seeing the bright side of things. This is appealing to people, folks. This is attractive to people. If we're always negative and always saying, oh, how hot is this desert? Oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, I'm so thirsty. That's what God's chosen people. Delivered out of bondage and set free from slavery. All they could do was murmur and complain as they're headed to a better place and to a promised place. I don't want to be around that, Victor. I don't want to be around that. I want to be around somebody that says, oh, but just around the corner. Oh, but just maybe a day or two more. God promised us a better place. God promised us a better land. And it's just going to be a few more days. Hallelujah. Come on, let me pick you up. Let me help you down the road. I'll share my manna with you. I'll share my water with you. You can come in under the shade of my tent. That's what people are looking for, and that's what God wants from us, church. I'm sorry, guest. I didn't mean to get so loud and so in your face. I just feel this tonight. It's a better place, a promised place. I've lost my place. Here I am. I'm going to get worked up on this tonight. <laughs> And we share. <laughs> look, look, look. And we share what we have and our blessings along the way. Because it does get hot. It does get long. We do get hungry and thirsty and all the things that God's chosen people were feeling. We feel that. I'm not trying to bust your chops. I'm just saying there's an attitude and a mindset 
we can help one another along the way. We're not naive, are we? Saying, well, we're going to go to heaven and everything's going to be rosy and, and great. And it is. But we're not in heaven yet. We're on earth. And it gets tough on earth. How many understand it gets hard sometimes? It sure does, doesn't it? And every now and then, I need somebody that comes alongside of me to help me and share in the blessings and show me the good things along the way. Then the heat isn't as hot. The hunger isn't as bad. And the thirst isn't as, as, as bad. One more thing that I want to bring to your attention that I found curious. It was this. Who guaranteed the invitation? Who gave the invitation? Who got the invitation? Now we're going to talk about who guaranteed this invitation. Back to our text in Numbers 10, 20, 29. It says at the very last part of that scripture, if you have it there on your lap, it says, the Lord has promised good thing to his people, to his children. The Lord has promised good things to Israel. Moses had received promises from, for Israel from the Lord previously. I mentioned just a moment ago, Moses was the one whom God spoke to through a burning bush. You can find that in Exodus chapters 3 and 4. Look there maybe tonight before you go to bed. You'll see God giving promises to Moses. He tells him there that I've seen their affliction. Thank you, God, that you see when we struggle, when we suffer. He said, I've seen their affliction. I know their sorrow. And then he goes on to deliver a series of I will. He said, I will deliver them. He said, I will bring them up to a good and large land. He said, I will certainly be with you. I will stretch out my hand and strike the enemy. I will strike Egypt and I will destroy the enemy. This is what God had promised. And God guaranteed to Moses this promise. Israel's future was secure because God's promises are secure. Do you believe that God's promises are secure? Do you believe that God's promises are true? Do you believe that God's promises are settled and they're without distinction and they're without discussion? I believe that today. He promises, for instance, to save all who come to him. Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Jesus since he always lives to make intercession for them. I love that God can take the person in the guttermost and save them to the uttermost. Hallelujah. That's how God works. He takes the wretched, he takes the worst, and he picks them up and he cleans them off and covers them with his blood and forgives them of all their sins and all their stains if they'll just ask and set them on the right path. That's the kind of God that I'm preaching about tonight. That's the kind of God that we're talking to you about tonight. Promises he will save anyone who comes to him.
And this, he promises to keep them all the way as they travel from earth to eternity. 1 John 5.13, I want you to listen closely to these words. And Pastor Moses, I want you to come and help me tonight as we close this out. 1 John 5.13, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Now that's good right there. This is written so that those of us who have decided to follow Christ, we know and have assurance that we have eternal life. But it goes on and it reads like this, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Because sadly, there have been those who've made a decision at some point in their life, but push came to shove, and things got tough, and the pressures of the world, and the temptations of their own heart caused them to rethink things. And as they journeyed from earth to heaven, they decided not to believe. These things I have written so you would have assurance in your heart that you have eternal life and that you would continue to believe all along the journey. An invitation was given by one of God's anointed men, Moses. He gave this invitation to family because he loved them and cared for them. He said, hey, come with us. Come with us. God has promised us this great, great place. It's better than where we are now. And if you go with us, we'll treat you right. Bow your heads all over this room tonight. I believe this invitation is one that needs to be extended to those in this room. Because I found a better place. I've been promised a better land. And I decided that I would go. I decided that I would follow Christ. And in doing so, I've been given the gift of eternal life. And within that gift is the gift of heaven. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Christ into your heart, but yet you're sensing something in your, in your life and in your heart, if you're ready for a change, ready to give God a chance and give God's plan a chance, He makes it very simple for us. You see, the Scripture tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord be saved scripture goes on to say that if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness wow so with heads bowed and eyes closed I'll just ask this 
Are you here tonight and you're ready for this change? You're ready to head to a, a better place, a promised place, this place called heaven. The only way we're allowed entry into heaven is through Christ. There are not many paths that will lead us to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except he come through me. If you would like to accept Christ into your heart and into your life, I just want you to slip up your hand and put it right back down. Amen. Let today be a new day for you. Accept this gift offered by God. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Thank you. But I believe clearly that God brought some folks here so you could decide and make a decision. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. There are some who've lifted their hand tonight signifying that they want to accept Christ into their hearts and into their life. Wanting a change. Willing to give God a chance. Church, I want all of us to say a prayer of commitment to God. So I'm going to pray, and I would like everybody who would like to accept Christ, either for the first time or maybe like me, I'm going to recommit my life to Christ. I've been serving him for many years now. And in fact, he's, he's allowed me to pastor a church. But I still believe in recommitting my heart to him. So whether, whether it's the first time or a recommitment, would you say this prayer with me? Father God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for revealing yourself to me and revealing your plan to me. I want to go to a better place. And so tonight, I accept your plan by accepting your son, Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my mess. I need you. Please forgive me of everything wrong that I've done, everything wrong that I've said. Forgive me of my sins. I confess you as Lord, and I will serve you as long as I, as long as I live. Jesus, help me now from this day forward to live a life that would please you and honor you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. That's how simple it is. Just calling on the name of the Lord, we find salvation find forgiveness of all of our sins. Amen. It's a simple word that I try to bring to you tonight, a challenge to your heart and to your life, an invitation to travel to a better place. Thank you, all of these friends.
for coming and supporting your family and your loved ones. We're so glad you've been here tonight. It's been a really, really great night. We would love to have you come back if you don't have a church home. Our, we have service here on Sunday mornings. We've got a great family night on Wednesday nights. So uh, if you don't have a church home, please hear this invitation. Here's another invitation actually from me. Um, but we would love to have you come back. Amen. Until then, God bless. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Amen. We dismiss you now in the name of the Lord. <laughs>